We're back with another episode of the Pain and Purpose series. I am Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls of Purpose and your host for the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. I'm really glad to have you all back with us. We just reached over 16,000 streams this past week and it jumped from like 15,700 to 16,200. So whoever's been sharing, liking, commenting, I appreciate you greatly. This ministry means so much to me and I was just tearing up this morning even as I was preparing to record and just thinking about how much we've been able to do since we first started in 2018 and I uh, consequently was looking through I think my Instagram story highlights the other week and I remember my goal was to get to 100 downloads and we were at 65 I think and I was like oh my gosh we're almost to 100 downloads or maybe it was maybe the goal was 300 and we were close to 65 and I said oh my gosh look at us we're really growing and so to be able to grow to over 16,000 downloads in less than two years is amazing to me, not as a method of patting myself on the back, but just thinking, wow, God, you really use the foolish things to confound the wise things. Many of you know that I didn't have a history in podcasting. I have my friend Michelle, who I feel like really paved the way for me in terms of being the first person that I ever did a podcast interview with and just showing me what it looked like to not despise small beginnings. But I just really didn't have a lot of exposure to podcasts. I didn't listen to podcasts a lot. And so, again, just the fact that God provided me with this platform to share the gospel means a ton. And I don't take it for granted that you come here every week, every person who emails and leaves comments and leaves reviews, you just have no idea. And I know that I say that all the time, y'all, but it really does mean a lot to know somebody is here with me and that you're being encouraged through the things that I share every week. You all have been rocking with me long enough to know that I speak from what I'm experiencing. I don't speak from this high lofty place, this theological perspective of, well, here's what it could be, or here's what I hear these other people go through. No, this is my testimony. And I just think about that that song, this is my story, this is my song, praising my savior all the day long, that hymn. I listened to that last week and I just, I just, I couldn't keep it together because I just think of all the things God has brought me through and the people I've been able to meet and connect with and just how I could have been dead not not even from just a physical standpoint but spiritually dead and God had just he chose me to do this work and to encourage people and to encourage you and I just I'm I'm overwhelmed with gratitude so that is just uh, something I wanted to share with you because I I just appreciate you so much for coming every week. And, and even for y'all who may not comment on anything, may not subscribe, but you listen faithfully, may not email or anything, I know you're there. 
because I see you. I see the numbers. I see, I see the ratings. I see you. And so I just appreciate you so much. And um, so that's it. That's my little, my little sap story as we uh, kick off the episode for this week. I can't believe it's the end of January, y'all. I don't know how y'all feel, but I'm just thinking, okay, God, wow, we have finished the first month of 2020, and and 2020 has been hyped up so much, and I don't know how y'all are feeling about 2020. I know some people are thinking, you know what, I know we did all this 2020 my year, but it just looks like another year, and then there are some people who are seeing a lot of changes and growth, but no matter what side of the spectrum you find yourself on, I want you to know that God can do things suddenly. It doesn't matter how the year started off. You can hit a reset button immediately, even if you're in a situation where you're thinking, you know what, Bree, I said this year I was going to get closer to God, that I was going to get in my word more, and I'm not reading my Bible, and I just, I'm just such a failure. What's the point? All it takes is repenting. Y'all know what we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Repenting just means turning around, asking for forgiveness of sins, and then turning around and going the opposite direction. So there is still more time. As long as you have air in your lungs, as long as God keeps waking you up, there is always time to turn back to him. So let's get into the episode for this week, right? Okay, so y'all see the title of today's episode is called The Time Has Come. Now, a brief recap for anybody who's new to listening. We have been doing a pain and purpose series for the past five weeks, six weeks. It's been longer because of the fact that we, we actually started in December, and then there were some breaks in between me just sharing my testimony, me praying for the new year. Um, but if I were to summarize, as I did last week, I would just talk about how we've been talking about the ways that God can birth purpose through our pain, how a lot of times when we receive the news that we're pregnant with a promise we may struggle to believe but we have to understand that god's the one who gives us the power to conceive we talked about the dangers of birthing our promise prematurely we've talked about not we've talked about how our 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 productivity is not tied to our identity our identity that's actually what we talked about last week in the what if i miscarry episode and if you've missed any of the episodes please go back and listen to them this has been such a transformational series for me because i've just been sharing as i'm living it and that's part of why today's episode was delayed because i said you know i I feel like there's still more to get out of this. Normally we keep our series to just four weeks, but like I talked about last week, God just kept giving me more revelation. And and so I said, okay, well, Lord, as long as you keep giving me stuff, I'll just keep, keep pushing it out. Right. Uh, no pun intended since we're talking about pushing out our promises, but today's episode is going to be the last of this pain and purpose series. And I have some big news at the end that I think I feel like I'm at, at, at liberty to share. If I'm not, y'all know Holy Spirit will shut my mouth quick. Uh, but we're just gonna we're just gonna go through today's message and we'll see what we get at the end. All right. So we're gonna be coming out of John 16, 21. 
Hey there again, Purpose Peeps. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast episode for today. I wanted to jump on here and invite you to subscribe to our email list. If you go to blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash join, you will receive a prompt for you to be able to put in your name, your email. I think there might even be a tag on there for you can for you to share how you heard about Black Girls of Purpose. But I have been and am being more intentional about including people in our email list because that's a great place to hear from me every week, to get insider news on what's happening with BGWP, events that we'll be hosting, any kind of surprise news. Our email list always gets it first, even coupon codes for our Black Girls of Purpose shop. All those things happen over in our email list. So if you could, please do me a favor, go and subscribe to our email list, blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash join. And you'll receive a series of emails from me that have freebies like our our guide to godly goal setting, our purpose pathway guide that helps you to figure out what on earth you're here for, and just a lot of other things because, I mean, who doesn't like free things? So please, please, please do me a huge favor. Go over to our email list or go over to our website, blackgirlswithpurpose.org forward slash join and join our email list, okay? All right, let's get back into the episode for this week. So I said today's passage of scripture comes from John 16, 21, and it reads, when a woman is in labor, she has pain because her time has come. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the suffering because of the joy that a person has been born into the world. Now, some of you may know, some of you may not, but I have two children, Jaden and Jonathan. Jaden is going to be three in June and John is actually going to be one in March. And I had very different birthing experiences with both of them. Since Jaden was my first, I was very committed to giving birth naturally. I took the Lamaze classes. I read the articles. I just kept hyping myself up and telling myself, you were born to do this. You could do this. And What was so interesting to me is that about a week before he was due, I read a passage of scripture that talks about how a man plans his way and the Lord establishes his steps. And it was actually in this devotional called Waiting in Wonder. And the woman who wrote the devotional was sharing how she had these ideas about how her birthing experiences would go and none of the birthing experiences she had went according to her plan. And she was saying, hey, if you're reading this and you haven't given birth to your baby yet, understand you may have a plan, but God may alter your plan. And that's exactly what happened with my son, Jaden. Now, I did go into labor naturally, and it's interesting because they had actually scheduled an induction, they were gonna induce my my labor. The Thursday that he was born, they were gonna induce my labor that morning and, or actually was gonna be that evening. And that morning I actually went into labor. And I remember how I had told everyone I was asking, I said, how do you know if you're in labor? How do you know? I don't wanna miss it. I don't wanna you know, give birth soon and, and not realize, oh my gosh, I was in labor that whole time. And so they said, when you know, you know. And that's what happened that morning. I woke up, even though I knew we were scheduled to go to the hospital later that day. And I said, you know, I think I'm in labor right now. And so be, just as they taught us in the Lamaze class, I got my, my big exercise ball and I was sitting on it and they were saying how that helps kind of loosen up your joints and kind of helps ease that pain as you can roll on that ball back and forth. And 
I just thought, okay, today's the day. And I thought it was so funny that my son said, hey, I know y'all are about to be kind of intrusive and try to force me to come early. I'm going to come. It's fine. Don't, don't worry about it. I don't need your help, doctors, or I got this. And so I remember being on the phone with my mom and dad because since, my, since they had scheduled me to be induced, they, we knew when, when he was going to come. And so my parents had scheduled a flight for that morning. And so they were heading to the airport. And I remember calling them and talking to them. And I told them I was in labor, that I thought I was in labor. And both my parents said, girl, you need to go to the hospital. And I said, oh, I don't really know. Because I, I, I had gone to the hospital a few times before with Jaden, thinking I was in labor. And then I wasn't in labor. And... It hurt, your, it hurt my heart a few times because I said, you know, I keep thinking it's time and it's not time and I'm, I'm not about to be embarrassed again, so I'm not going until my time to come. Like, until my time has come, I'm not going to the hospital. Until they say, hey, it's 6 o'clock p.m., we've scheduled this, in, this time for you to be induced, and like until my time has come, until my time is here, I'm staying at the house because y'all aren't about to embarrass me again. And... I actually was in active labor. We, I, my dad kind of used a little bit of a scare tactic, not going to lie. He said, do you want to have your baby in the living room? And I said, no, sir, I do not. And he said, I suggest you go to the hospital then. So we went to the hospital, and I'm so grateful I listened to my parents because, as I said, I was in active labor. And when I think about that story, and even as I've been sharing it just now, that whole waiting till my time has come, I feel that. And it ties kind of into what we were talking about last week of what if I miscarry? There is this feeling in my spirit as of lately where I think, you know, I really think it's time to give birth, but I don't know. I don't want to be embarrassed. I've said that before and I've been wrong and I just really don't want to get, I don't want to be disappointed. And so as I share this, I want to, I wanted to have that story kind of as the context, because y'all know me, I'm going to be flowing stories throughout this message, but there are some of you who are listening to this and your time has come. You have dealt with the labor pains for so long and your time is here. And so I just want to tell you, I'm going to be the first to tell you congratulations on your new baby. This is going to be epic. I'm so excited to see what God is going to and what he has birthed through you in this season. And so the first point for today, because y'all know we always have our three points, is that pain is not permanent. Now, I shared with y'all, we went to the hospital that I did plan on having a natural birth. And so we went in and I was admitted. And I remember getting put into the room where I would give birth. And I remember the contractions being pretty manageable. My husband was there. My friend Tay Lynn, shout out to Tay Lynn. Hey, Tay. Uh, she actually brought my parents in from the airport and so she was there by that time with my parents and we were all just sitting in the room and we were playing uno just real chill and I just thought yes this is good stuff and I remember asking the doctors okay you know I've been taking my Lamaze classes am I going to be able to walk around and they immediately told me no and I thought wait what that was the way I was supposed to get through this thing I mean if y'all have taken Lamaze if y'all have had babies naturally for anyone who's a mother and for even for you who are not that's one of the things they 
they say is gonna help you get through your labor is being able to walk through those contractions. And so when they told me I wasn't gonna be able to get up, I already started thinking, oh, uh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to do this. But I had to keep in mind, what I did learn in the class is that the pain would not be permanent. The pain comes in waves when you have contractions. It's chill and then it intensifies. It gets really, really intense and then it, it lowers. And so when your spouse is there or your significant other, they are there to coach you through that. Say, okay. And, and Jordan was actually looking at the monitor so he could tell when a contraction was about to come and then when it was, when it was subsiding. And so he would just encourage me through those moments. And I remember... I guess we had played a couple rounds of Uno and the pain just started getting really intense. And I was already saying, I said, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if I could do this. And per his training, Jordan told me, okay, let's just see if we can wait till, you know, one more, one more uh, contraction, one more centimeter being dilated. Cause at that point I think I was four centimeters dilated and you have to be between nine and 10 if I'm correct, if I'm not correct, y'all just charge it to my head and not my heart. Uh, but I think it's between nine and 10 centimeters dilated in order for you to be able to push. And so I said, okay, I'm at four. Yeah, well, let's just go one more. And y'all that though, that one more centimeter, I thought I was going to fall out. It was so intense. And so I said, I really need, I think, I think I need the epidural. And I felt bad because I'm like, sis, you've been in this class for months. And you think you hyped up and you can do this. And now the moment's here and you punking out and talking about, I need the epidural. But listen, I got the epidural, y'all. And it ended up being so timely because my son's heart rate was dropping every, like every time I had a contraction, his heart rate would drop. And so the doctors kept moving me over and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And within moments of me getting my epidural, like I think I got my epidural at 5.30. And I think with by 5.45, they said, you know what, we're, we're gonna, we need to go in and get him. We, we need to have an emergency C-section and we need to go in and get him. And I remember looking at my husband because at that point they had put an oxygen mask on me and I'm looking at him and he's trying to make sure I'm staying calm because he knows me. And I'm just remembering that scripture, a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, thank you so much, Lord, for preparing me for this because I would be horrified and thinking, oh, this is not how it was supposed to go. You know, this is just a fail. How did this happen? And so I was admitted into the emergency room, like the, 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 the surgical room where I was gonna have to deliver our baby, who's gonna have to be surgically removed from me. And I remember all that pain that I felt once that epidural started to hit, it went away almost suddenly. And I feel like that's how it is whenever we experience breakthrough from the pain that we've been suffering. And I want to go back to the scripture. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her time has come. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the suffering because of the joy that a person has been born into the world. Even though that pain was so intense, 
the epidural helped. Don't get me wrong. But then once my son was there, it's almost like I forgot about it instantly. I remember that it hurt, but I couldn't really describe the pain. And I was even talking to my sister yesterday, I think, and she, and she was cramping. And she said, is this what birth pain is like? And I said, it's probably more intense. I can't even describe it to you verbatim. This is, okay, you feel this and you feel this. I just know it hurts. And I knew my face was all twisted up. And that's when I said, you know, what? I'm gonna have to get this epidural because this isn't gonna work for me. And so for anyone who's listening, you may have been in this season of pain that seemed like it was never ending. And then all of a sudden, like it says in the scripture, you no longer remember the suffering because of the joy that a person has been born into the world. The, the thing that has been produced from your pain is so amazing that you say, you know what? I don't even, I don't even know what that was about. I don't even know what, you know, what, what I was experiencing in that. And, 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 I think it's so amazing how things can seem like they are never ending. And then all of a sudden, you're on the other side of it. And I think about living with my parents. And actually, that was such a blessed time for myself, my husband, my son, Jaden. It was such an amazing time. My son, Jonathan. And and it wasn't a painful season to live with them. The pain more so came from pride and thinking, well, this is just not how I pictured this. I thought that we would have our own place, that we will be financially independent. You know, at that point, I'm believing that we were going to be debt free. And so the pain came more so from my expectations not being met and thinking, well, this is just not how I pictured it. But now we live in our own house. And I mean, we lived with my parents for almost a year. And now we don't. And I remember towards the end of living with them, my, my I was going to say my dad, my heavenly father, God was just telling me, he said, Brie, you're in such a rush to leave, but you can't get these moments back again. And, you know, there may be, there are things that I'm trying to teach you in this season. There are things I'm trying to give you in this season, not even from a, a, a fatherly discipline, but just, hey, I'm, I'm giving you the opportunity to create these memories. I'm giving you the opportunity for your children to, to redeem this time. I mean, with John, he grew up in their house the, those first few months of his life. And with Jaden, he was gone for a year. And it's like he made up for that time. And so even though, again, the pain felt, the pain, the pride felt like, well, this is just not how it should be. Now we're in our own place and, and, and it's like we didn't lose anything. You know, if anything, we gained something. And I don't, I don't really know how that, like why we feel like our pain is so permanent because I'm sure so many of us can think of things that have happened where we thought, oh, this is just never going to end. I mean, I even think about getting a cramp in your leg and it just seems, oh my gosh, you know, take my leg, just take it. It hurts too much. And then it's gone and we're fine. And I just, I mean, even thinking about getting, because we've talked about discipline in, 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 in recent episodes, you, you, when you're younger and you get a spanking in that moment, it's excruciating, but then it's over. And I mean, your butt might be a little sore, not going to lie, but Overall, you're just, you remember that it hurts, but you can't describe the exact feeling. And so for so many of us who have been living in this pain that seemed like it was never ending, 
we're about to experience relief and some of us are already experiencing relief. And I think about, so that was Jaden's experience and him being us having that, that moment with him. My pain came during my labor with Jaden, with Jonathan. I actually scheduled a C-section ahead of time because I just didn't want to be surprised. And there are some medical risks that come when you have a baby through a C-section the first time. And so prayed about it, talked to family about it, and really felt more at peace having another C-section. So I didn't have pain during labor with John, but my pain came during my pregnancy with John. And y'all, it would be so bad. There were moments where I would scream out because he would kick me. And I think I shared before, I thought for sure he was going to be 10 pounds because I said, there's no way this baby can hurt me this much from the inside and not be huge. And I would just be walking around. I would, I would, I would see him go across my stomach. And some of y'all who follow me on Instagram at the black girl with purpose, y'all have seen that video where he's just moving all around in my stomach and it hurt people from the outside looking in thought, Oh, that's so cool. No, it's not cool. It's very painful actually. And what's so ironic is that I felt like I was being stretched beyond my capacity. I thought, I remember telling my my husband, I said, he's messing it up for any future siblings because I don't know if I can do this again. And then maybe 10 days after he was born, I remember being on the floor in our room and looking down at him and Holy Spirit said to me, he said, with all the pain that you'd endure, you endured and now seeing what the result has been, would you do it again? And I did not hesitate. And I said, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I'm, I'm looking at this baby and I'm thinking, wow, that's what the pain was for? That's what the pain was for? So I could do this, so I could have this baby? I could, I could look at this child and be able to raise this child? And so it's the same thing with you. Whatever pain you've endured in the season, it... It, it's here for a purpose. It's not so God can torture you. It's because he's birthing something powerful out of it. And that leads me to my next point. So the first point is that pain is not permanent. But the second point is that pain provides us with a platform. Pain provides us with a platform. It serves a purpose. And I think about 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 7, when it says, it says, praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. He comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any kind of affliction through the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For as the sufferings of Christ overflow to us, so through Christ our comfort also overflows. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which is experiencing your endurance of the same sufferings that we suffer. And our hope for you is firm because we know that as you share in the sufferings, so you will also share in the comfort. And again, that's 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 7. And for anyone who doesn't know, this passage of scripture is Paul is speaking. And he just talks about the various things that he has suffered for the cause of Christ. And he's encouraging the Corinthian church and saying, hey, I know we've been through a lot. I mean, there are even moments where we thought we were going to die. He said, but it required us to push. And that's going to actually tie into our, our last point. But he said it required us to push through some things. And we've become more dependent on God because of our suffering. But our suffering wasn't just for ourselves. It was for you. And I think about even Peter when he was in jail and and in and, and the book of Acts and how 
you know, him and, and, and his fellow disciple, they, they started praising God. And, and then the, 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 the whole jail started shaking and, and the jail cells opened up and other people received freedom because they were willing to praise because they used their platform, their pain to, to elevate God's name. They didn't just say, oh man, we're, we're in, you know, we're in prison and we're just so sad and everything is horrible. And uh, why are we going through this? They say, you know what? No, we're going to praise our way through this. This is our platform. God has positioned us here for a reason. And so instead of saying, woe is me, why not use this for a purpose? And so they sang praises to God and other people experienced freedom because of it. And I just think about my platform that I have been given. If I had not suffered the things that I have suffered, if I was not even in the place financially that I was in, I can't say that Black Girls of Purpose, that this podcast, that are, the books I've written, the books I am continuing to write. I can't say any of them would exist if I had not been through pain. And God knew that. He said, you know what? I love you. You're not even suffering this because of, and I talked about last week, yes, some pain comes as a result of, of disobedience, but there were times when I would be suffering and I would look at God and say, God, I feel like we're in a good place. I thought we, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm living in sin. I, I, everything that I've committed, every sin that I've committed, I've, I've confessed, I've turned away from it. So like, why am I still in this situation? And he would tell me, he said, Brie, it's not about you. Yes, you are faithful. You are doing so many good things. You are encouraging people, but I have people looking at you. And so I need, I, I, I've created this platform so that they can see me. It's not about you, baby. I love you. You are so beautiful and wonderful to me. And I know that you're suffering this pain and it doesn't feel good, but I'm doing something bigger that you can't see. And so I need you to just trust me in this. I just need you to endure through this a little bit longer. I know it doesn't feel good. And, I, and he would bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to my mind and how they were serving God and he still put them in the fire. And I just think, God, why would you put them in the fire? Why would you do that? They loved you. They were serving you. And you still put them in the fire. And he would say, but look at the result. What, look at what happened when they came out on the other side of the fire. People praise my name. King Nebuchadnezzar said, okay, people can't say anything about this God that they serve because he is the true and living God. And so for any of y'all who are listening to this, there are some people who it's like you didn't believe before. You were like, yeah, God, he's cool. You know, he's cool for Sundays and Wednesday night Bible studies. But I pray that through my life, you've been able to say, wow, God really wants to be through every, he wants to be in every single area of my life. He wants to care. He, he cares about who I marry. He cares about my children. He cares about the job that I take. He cares about the school that I go to. He cares about the degree that I pursue. He cares about the city that I live in. Because I've been able to show that through my life, through my actions, because I've been able to show y'all what that looks like to be sold out to God in every area of your life, even when you don't understand, even when it hurts so bad and you just think, God, why are you allowing me to go through this? I serve you and I love you. Why are you allowing me to go through this? But it's because he's providing a platform for other people to get to know him. He's, he's allowing you to be the, the, the window, the glass that his light shines through. And I think I've shared this before, but I, uh, I, it was sometime last year and I had just listened to, I can't even remember what song it was, but it was such a beautiful song. And as I was just singing the song in my mind and in my heart, God gave me this image of a broken glass, like a, like a jar, a, a, a glass vase, a glass jar, and it was shattered but it was it was still kind of pieced together a little bit like it there there was so, there were just cracks in it there were so many cracks in it and 
he said, Bree, so many of my children are trying to cover up their cracks and they don't realize that every crack they have is an opportunity for my light to shine through. And so I think about that in my own life because every area where I have failed is a place for God's light to shine through me. Every area of weakness is a place for God's light to shine through me. Okay. Yeah. I I'm not the best parent on my own, but with God, I can be the best parent that I can ever be. I'm not the best wife on my own, but with God, I can be the best wife I can ever be. I'm not the best speaker. I'm not the best author. I'm not the best any of these things, but with God, I can be excellent in these spheres of influences in these, on these platforms that he has given me because because every crack in my life provides him an opportunity to shine through me. And so, so many of y'all, you know, you beat yourself up for these things and you say, well, I should be farther along than I, than, than this, or I should be, I should be more, in, I should be in a different position. And I think going, going back to living with my parents, they got to see my, me live my life out loud for Christ when I was living with them. And they got to see how, you know, they would say, oh, Bri, I think, you know, well, you know, do you think you should check into some job opportunities or, you know, should you do this? And I would just be like, y'all, I tr trust me. I would be open to that, but I really feel like God's saying, just try me in this. Just try me in this Black Girls of Purpose thing. Just try me in this Unique Queens thing. Don't do anything else. Don't have a plan B. Just trust my plan A. And they got to see me just be on my knees before God and, and just cry out and tell him I don't understand. And they got to see the frustration and, and, and understand like, this is not what I have chosen for myself. This is the platform God has given me. And so I'm trying to serve in it faithfully. I am trying to operate in it faithfully, not for me, but for God's glory. And so I just pray that everyone who's listened to this podcast If he could use her, he could definitely use me because I'm not nearly as messed up as Bree. I don't have all that baggage. I'm not all emotional. <laughs> I don't, yeah. If he could use her, he could definitely use me. And the enemy loves to try and convince y'all that, oh, you can't be used. You're you're too messed up. But that's why God gave me that image is because every area, every crack in your varnish is a place for God's light to be shined through you. To, to 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 shine through you for other people to say oh wow look at the way god's light is shining through her finances look at the way that god's light is shining through her marriage through her through her 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 ministry through her nonprofit look at all the areas where his light is shining it's not it's not because he's trying to beat up on you he's just allowing his light to shine through you and so I know, I know, I know it feels hard. It feels impossible in the same way when you're in labor, you think this is never going to end. But just as our scripture says, when you have given birth to your child, to your promise, you no longer remember the suffering because of the joy that a person has been born into the world because of the joy that a promise has been born into the world. And you can sit just like me and look at that baby, look at that promise and say, oh yes, that hurts so bad. Birthing this promise, birthing this baby hurts so bad, but I would do it again in an instant because it was absolutely worth it. It was absolutely worth it. And so... As I said, some of y'all are listening to this and your time has come. Your time is here. 
you are you are you are positioned you are birth you are about to birth this thing and and it's, it may hurt just a little bit more but it won't be ever never ending and so that's this last point that i have y'all is that pain requires us to push i shared that I, both of my children were, were born via C-section. Uh, so I haven't had the opportunity to give birth naturally. But I do know because of my birthing experience with Jaden that as you progress in your labor, the pain grows more intense. And I talked about that, how it comes in waves. But it's not so you can quit on yourself, it's so you can push. And even when I was taking my Lamaze class, they were just talking about, which that's why, y'all, when you go through the the pregnancy process i'm like there's no way god doesn't exist it's so intricate so many things have to go right i'm like there's no way god isn't all up and through this but i was gonna share how um i uh how that that pain you know it comes and it intensifies and so it was in my lamas class and they were saying it is intensifying to help you to know when to push they said it's not, it, it, it gets really intense so you can know when to push. And so they said, that's why they spoke against having an epidural because they said, if you have an epidural, you're not gonna have that natural instinct of when to push. And so some of y'all, you're in pain, but you're you're like, yeah, I feel like it's time to push this thing out. It, it, it The pain is really intense, but I feel like it's coming for a reason. And I know I felt that even this past weekend with finances, yes, again, but I just said, you know what? Because sometimes I have these pity moments where I'm like, if I just had made better decisions, we wouldn't have been in debt and all that. But then I have to remember my pain provided me with a platform. And so I said, since instead of looking at all the mistakes you made, let's look at to what's ahead and let's say, you know what, this pain may be here just so I can push through this process. And so I've become so sold out and so committed to things working with Black Girls of Purpose and with Unity Queens that I've got a extremely intense schedule and process that's going to make sure that I am working towards my goals consistently to make sure that I am consistently trying to sell books and, and to, to sell our merchandise that's over on our Black Girls of Purpose shop and to get speaking engagements and to do vending opportunities and to do these events that I have in my heart to plan and, and, and I can't give up. I've been through too much pain and I'm not allowing that pain to just sit on the inside of me. That pain that I feel with our finances when I look at our bank account and it's not where I want it to be, that pain is pushing me to push. And I'm saying, okay, girl, you got to do something different in 2020. You can't be in these same things. As my friend Queen said, you can't be going around the same mountain again. I said, you actually are about to be in a place where you're going to tarnish your testimony and people are going to say, you know what? I don't know if I want to follow God because I don't follow God and I'm doing well financially and this just seemed like Bree is busted and broke. And so if that's what following God looks like, I'm not trying to be there. And I don't want to misrepresent who God is. He is faithful to the end. And so I, I, I know it's happening for me this year. I've shared with many of y'all that God told me 2018 was my planting season, that 2019 is my watering season, and that 2020 is my harvest season. I have been through the fire. I have come out refined. And so when y'all see me doing the most and you're following me on Instagram, and it's like, dang, she doing another event. Dang, she got another product. Dang, 
dang, she did another book signing, another vending opportunity? Absolutely, because I've been through the pain and it's pushing something through me. And so if it seems, oh, she, no, 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 trust and believe no matter what I produce, it's always going to come from a place of the gospel being preached. It may look a little bit different than what you've seen. It may look, okay, why is she talking about branding and businesses? And doesn't she love Jesus? I absolutely love Jesus. And this is the platform that he has provided for me to encourage women who have this, this, this baby on the inside of them, this business on the inside of them, this book on the inside of them to push and, and, and give birth to the things that he put on the inside of them in his perfect timing. I'm not allowing anybody who comes into contact with me to miscarry. I'm not allowing anybody who comes into contact with me to birth things prematurely. I'm going to be able to provide them with the resources that they need to be able to birth this baby and not only just birth this baby, but to be able to take care of this baby properly. Because guess what? There are so many things that God wants to do in his kingdom and he's, he's raising us up as a generation to do things differently than our parents did, than our grandparents did, than our great-great-grandparents did. And so it may look a little bit different, but trust, y'all never have to worry that Bree is not focused on the Father, that I am not so sold out to Jesus, that everything that I do is coming from a place of loving him and being on my knees and praying and fasting and saying, God, only if you want to do this through me will I do it. Only if you want me to do this will I do it. There are so many things, y'all know I've talked about my brands, my Bree business, and how I felt like God had me put it on the altar, and he said, just sacrifice this for me, but I couldn't let it go completely because I said, God, I think there's still something there. I think there's still something you want to do through this ministry, but he had to remind me, he said, and baby, that's what it is. It's a ministry. It's not a money-making machine. It's a ministry, and so I know he's going to bless everything that he's put my hands to do because I understand now, and he has my heart. He didn't have my heart before, y'all. Money had my heart before. But God has my heart now. And so if it seems like, oh, she's pivoting and she's doing this different thing. Oh, my honey, trust and believe God has me 100%. And anything that I'm doing, I'm taking direction straight from him. And I've seen what comes when you push through, when you think you're going to quit, when you feel like, God, I'm not sure if I can do this. I've seen what comes out of it. And so I'm excited to push in this season. It's here. The baby's here. I'm, I'm excited to push in this season. And I think about the past 20 years of my life. Yeah, I'm 28, but you know, sometimes you can't remember past a certain amount of time. And I just think about all the things that God has brought me through. And I think about, you know, my testimony from being suicidal as a teen. And I just think about how God has used so, such painful experiences to birth so much purpose through me. And I push it through the pain of those suicidal thoughts is how I wrote my book, The Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose. And and that's what led to Black Girl's Purpose even coming into existence and pushing through the pain of working in a high school back in New Orleans that seemed like hell on earth in some days is what produced the passion that I have for working with teens and pushing through the pain of having to sacrifice brands by Brie for a season is what freed up my time so I could produce this podcast that we share every week. Pushing through the pain of a version of Black Girl's Purpose where we did service teens 
being able to push through that pain is what allowed this version of Black Girls of Purpose to exist. And it's also what produced my nonprofit Unity Queens that I co-founded with my my co-founder Sophia and and being willing to say, because there was literally a time where she was like, well, would you be willing to change the name of Black Girls of Purpose to Unity Queens? And I was like, okay, God, I really don't understand that, but sure. And he was like, no, baby, they're two separate things. This is how you're going to serve women in the kingdom and Unity Queens is how you're going to serve teens. I just, I even think about being able to push through the pain of mourning the loss of who I thought I was going to be, that I thought I was going to be this woman who was going to write for Essence Magazine living in Atlanta, and I was going to be single, but dating casually and cute and have these really cute pantsuits, the kind of stuff that you see Sarah Jakes wearing with the big flowy pants. I thought that was going to be me. I'm like, yes, I'm about to be out here riding and traveling. And, you know, it, it hurts to not see that version of myself, but I love who I'm becoming because I'm more submissive to my husband. I'm not as impulsive with my spending. I'm not driven by selfish ambition. I'm more disciplined. I manage my time better. I know how to plan events, which is something that I wanted to do but never thought I would do. And I take more pride in my appearance. I practice servant leadership. I show empathy. I want to collaborate, not to not compete. I'm passionate about women becoming all that God called them to be in my heart for God is so pure. I love Jesus with all my heart. And that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gone through this pain. Because it's so easy to push it to the side when everything in your life is going well. But when you're hurting, you have to call out to him like you've never called out to him before. And, you know, some people, they they hear me pray and they're like, dang, girl, you would, oh my gosh, like what church did you go? I'm like, no, this is have nothing to do with my church membership. This comes from years of suffering and asking God, why why am I going through this? And it comes from years of discipline and some moments him saying, you're going through this because you weren't a good steward. You're going through this because you were selfish. You're going through this because of this. But then there's all those other pe- so many magnificent moments where he tells me like he did with, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you're going through this so that I can get the glory out of your life. Not because I don't love you, but because I love you so much that I know I can use you. share in our monthly review that I'll be sharing out later this week. I want to share our verse of the week and our song of the week. So the verse is James 1, 2 through 3, and it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you endure trials of any kind, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, but endurance may do its complete work, or must do its complete work, so you can be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. 
And our song of the week is actually Purpose Over Pleasure by uh, Jonathan Trailer. And it's so dope that God made this the song of the week because if you've been listening to us, y'all know that used to be our intro song. And we've come so far since then. Um, we've come so far since then. So there are going to be some transitions, y'all. I, I, I know I hit it up that throughout the episode, um, but I want to give, I want to devote a whole episode to just talking about those things. So I'll do that in the month re- in review episode at the end of the week. As I shared before, um, please go and subscribe to our email list, blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash join. Um, if you need encouragement in your faith, please consider you know, buying my faith devotional, Walking on Water, 21-day devotional on faith. That's over on our website, uh, blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash shop. Um, if this ministry is a blessing to you, please consider partnering with us financially. You can go to blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash partner, or you can buy us a coffee uh, if for those of y'all who are not familiar with that, it's K-O-F-I, and it's a uh, opportunity for people to just give like $3 to a ministry or a movement or whatever the case may be. And so I'll make sure to put a link to that in the show notes. And then make sure you check out our new shirts that have been inspired by this series. Again, that's over at blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash shop. You can use coupon code PURPOSE20. I think, and get 20% off of your order, whatever you order. And so, um, yeah, that is it for this week, y'all. I hope that you are encouraged. I'm going to pray us out, and then I'll talk to you in our month in review episode at the end of the week. (sighs) Father God, thank you, Lord. You are so good, Lord. I love you so much, God. And I just praise you for who you are and what you've done in my life, God. I pray, Lord God, that the seeds, Lord, uh, that I shared this morning, this evening, this afternoon, whenever people are listening, Lord, I just pray that they will be planted in good soil, Lord God, that you will fertilize them, water them, Lord, and that you will bring a harvest in the timing that you've predestined. I pray, Father God, that you will just keep my mind focused on you, Lord, that you will keep my heart pure, Lord, towards you. And I pray the same thing for everybody who is listening, God that our intentions will be pure, Lord. Your your word talks about how you weigh the motives of our hearts, Lord. And so I just pray that everything that we do would be so that we can bring more honor and glory to you, Lord. I thank you for all the things that you're doing through this ministry. And I pray that you will continue to lead, guide, and direct our steps. It's in Jesus' name I pray.